coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Is Skyward Sword coming to Switch? Follow-up question, does anybody want that? It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with ya. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We've got a good show for you today. We are going to be talking about the news from the week, including the latest updates in the ongoing bit, uh, Billy Mitchell cheating saga. Uh, alleged cheating. Uh, alleged cheating. Uh, and then on Thursday, we're going to be talking about Smash-like games. Mark, what does that mean to you? Games that are like Smash? Smash Brothers. Like Smash Brothers, but not Smash Brothers. Also, we'll probably talk about some Smash Brothers. It's inevitable. It, yeah, I mean, just on this show in general. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in the meantime, Mark, how are you? I'm doing good. I am wondering how I got put in the position hmm. of um, defending Billy Mitchell's honor, saying that he's an alleged cheater instead of an actual cheater. I mean, it, it's true that I have that I personally have no proof. Right. Well, I believe it's because I read the main copy and any interjections have to be read by not me. Otherwise, I'm interjecting myself, which I do do, <laughs> which, which could, I'm doing right now. Could be possible. Um, so I, I think that's just, that's just the role you were born to play. I'm fine with it. Cheater defender. <laughs> go ahead, everyone out there. Go ahead and cheat. Mark will defend your honor. <laughs> no one knows why. But we, what we do know is that you should be friends with us on your Nintendo Switch. Yeah, we love it. Yeah, we get to see what you're playing. A lot of you playing Pokemon Let's Go. I tell you what. But like when we say that, we, it's not mm. like in a creepy way. It's in like a fun way. Oh, I might do it in a creepy way. <laughs> no, I love I it it I, I know it's dumb, but it just the whole thing feels more alive when I see people popping on and and playing games. It fills my heart with joy. With joy. So you can friend us. Our uh, friend codes are in the description of this episode. Just enter them in. It is Mark that easy. Believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Here's another thing you can do. You can borrow my copy of Sonic Forces. On the Nintendo Switch. Mark, can you believe it? Super easy to do. Mm -hmm. All you got to do is send your mailing address to Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com. And I send you my copy of the... Well, there's a, there's a little bit of a process. Your name goes on a list. When the game comes back to me, I send it out to you. The list has historically been kind of long. And I feel like that's been scaring some people away. The list is starting to get whittled down. So if you have emailed before... And you would, and you are still waiting to get it to get this. the The list is short now. It, it could be your time. It could be your time. I will let you know. I'll say, hey, I'm sending this out today. Do you still want it? Maybe you've grown wiser since you. That's right. <laughs> maybe, maybe you've moved off the planet. Maybe you're like that NASA probe, and now you are on Mars. Yeah, you're the wisest. You left. Yeah. You're like, no, thank you. That's the only. I've smart had my move. fill. The only way to win is not to play. <laughs> Um. Anyway, you can borrow my copy of Sonic Forces. Th that should be the Sonic Forces tagline, by the way. The only way to win is not to play. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark, let's get into what we've been playing this week. Now, for research purposes, for our episode on Thursday, I have been playing both Brawl Out 
and Brawlhalla. Uh-huh. But I will talk more about those on Thursday. Yes, agreed. Okay. So I, I won't I won't say anything else either. Oh, so we won't even know which of those Marcus played. <laughs> How intriguing. I mean, at this point I've played both of them. Right. Great, me too. Um, but no more on that subject no. right now. Um I look, this may be the last time for a little bit, but I'm gonna talk about the messenger one more time. So just bear with me, Mark. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you finish it? I finished, I rolled credits on the messenger. Uh Great ending to the game. Final boss was a ton of fun to uh, to fight and beat, and I just felt awesome the the whole time. I did start a new game plus because that mode uh, was unlocked last week, um, and it is significantly harder, um, even with uh, starting with like a bunch of upgrades and stuff. I don't know that I'm going to uh, you know keep like cycling through the game like that, uh, but as a uh, a one time experience that. Jeez, I guess I played this game for like three weeks, three weeks, four weeks, something like that. Um, I just love it. Uh, I really like the messenger. Thanks again, June, for uh, picking that up for Mark and I. Um, I really, really love it. What a great game. We also so Patrick and I spent Thanksgiving together, mm-hmm. and during that time, my husband was with us, and Patrick's girlfriend was, of course, here because she lives here. That's right, and she was happy to be here. Right. She wasn't. <laughs> She wasn't, like, held against her will. <laughs> right. We all had a good time. That's right. Uh, and we had a good time playing Super Mario 3D World. Yeah. Um, we were just sort of looking for a game that we could all play together um, and uh, didn't have enough Joy-Cons around for all of us to play, like, Mario Party or, you know, what something like that. Um, so pulled out the old Wii U and said, you're up, buddy. Uh, and the Wii U was up for it. Ready to entertain us. <laughs> yeah, it didn't like break down or anything. That's right. Uh no, it was it was fun. I the most I've played that game, I think in fact, I think the only times I've ever played Super Mario 3D World is at your house. Yes, that's right. Um and it's always a good time. Mm-hmm. Chaotic. A uh, chaotic, especially because my husband, as much as I love him, is not very good at video games. <laughs> right. And so it was, he. I don't know that he, I mean, I know for sure he had never played that game before. Right. I don't know how much Mario he had played in general. And so it was a lot of fun. Uh, from time to time, he held his own. <laughs> Sometimes he did not, but that's fine. <laughs> it's a complex game to wrap your head around yeah, quickly when everybody else is just like zooming around. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, there, there. I can't tell you how many times I said to Sarah, wait for your friends. <laughs> she loves running ahead. Um, but also luckily the... Uh, it's like the second level of that game. There's a really easy uh, turtle tipping point where you can just, uh, you know, start jumping on a turtle shell and like put the controller down and your character will uh, just keep getting extra lives from jumping on it. So we banked like a thousand lives right at the beginning um, just because we were like, we didn't want to worry about like. Yeah, way more fun that way. Yeah, way more fun that way. Hey, it's really something that Odyssey did really well is yes. you don't worry about lives. It's just coins and coins are easy to come by. Yeah. Well, and especially in Super Mario 3D World, um, like everyone shares one bank of lives um, and there are four of you. So like people can just die all the time. Yeah, even in the best of circumstances, you're just like falling off edges because yeah. you lose track of which kitty cat you are. Of course. Under the kitty cat, some of them change color when they could Mario goes from red to yellow. <laughs> Which makes it impossible to track. So anyway, we had a great time playing that. I've also been playing some Pokemon Let's Go, mostly uh, just trying to fill my Pokedex. Uh, hovering, how, how's, how's that going? Hovering so far? around like fifty-five or sixty mm-hmm. Pokemon caught. Um, 
So I, I think it's going okay. Do you have someone to trade with so you can get the Pokemon that are not in Let's Go Eevee? Yes. Uh, listener and friend, Anthony. Hey, Anthony. He, he has Let's Go Pikachu. There you go. And so uh, l- earlier we sent each other uh, Pokemon that I don't have and one that he doesn't have. But I, we need to do that again because I've since caught more Pokemon. That are exclusive to That are exclusive to Eevee, yes. Um, that's nice. That's a good little uh, just in- incentive to reach out to someone else who is playing not the exact same game, but something very similar. And uh, yeah, that's, that, that's good and smart. And I know Pokemon has always done that. Mm-hmm. But good on you, Pokemon, for continuing to do one great thing very, <laughs> very well. And maybe uniquely. Um, all right, that's what we've been playing this, this week. Let's get into the new releases and what we might be playing next week. Thursday, November 29th, Abzu is coming out. Do you ever play Abzu? No. uh, It's by the people who made Journey. Is that right? No. It is just similar to Journey. Oh, gotcha. In in many regards. Um, I I played uh, a lot of it on PlayStation 4. Um, You are uh, swimmy swimmies in the water. Um, and it's just like a, a quiet, atmospheric, like puzzle kind of game. Um, a lot like Journey in in that regard. But it's finally coming to Switch. Uh, there's also a game called Screen Cheat coming out. Yes, yeah, Screen Cheat is a, and I don't really know like how to justify this on the Switch, but it is a uh like first person shooter where uh, a, a competitive for uh, first person shooter where all of the players are invisible. Um, so you can only tell where your opponents are by looking at their quadrant oh, of the funny. screen. So you, visit, you have to screen cheat. You have to look at their location and be like, oh, you're in the yellow room. I'm in the yellow room. You're in that corner. I'm going to start firing madly over there. Um, but like that only makes sense if it's on a TV screen. If you're doing like four of you huddled around <laughs> on individual switches on individual switches less does, fun doesn't make sense and then on november 30th uh kirby star allies the third update yeah is coming out still putting out stuff for that game good for them should i go back to it mark uh yeah you should so you can talk about it on the show because i'm not going to oh jeez <laughs> more attitude than i'm used to hearing from you mark <laughs> feeling pretty sassy tonight what can i say yeah it's good um kind of quiet in terms of uh releases that we're interested in the calm before the storm mm-hmm. well okay so there is one on here november 27th called 99 uh vitas and the only reason i bring it up is because it sounds a lot like 99 Vitas, like the... Uh, like the PlayStation Vitas? Yeah, but it's not. It's not like that. I mean, where would you even find 99 Vitas? <laughs> you can't. It's uh, impossible. A landfill? Look, I went to the PlayStation Experience last year. There were maybe half that many Vitas there. <laughs> no, that's all. I, I, don't, I don't really have anything else. All right, great. Well, let's, uh, let's close out this segment then. Now it's time for a regular segment on our show. It's time for 433. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or a group of performers didn't play their instruments for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So, for the duration of one performance of 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. 
Mark, today I'm posing a question. Where do you like to sit? So I will ask you, Mark, where do you like to sit? Because it, it depends on the context. Mm, yes. So a movie theater. Yes. I like to sit... Uh, the closest I, I prefer to sit is like the center of the theater. I prefer to be far, like pretty far back. You like to be pretty far back. Mm-hmm. I like if you are in a theater. So first of all, anything in that like first section before the break, garbage. I don't want it. Mm-hmm. Don't make me sit there. But it usually like immediately after the break and then like the stadium seating starts, there's like one row right behind like the handicap row that has like a little extra railing in front of it. I love sitting right there because I tell you what, I'm going to put my feet up on that railing. <laughs> I love it. I think it's perfect. Um, I saw a movie this weekend uh, and I was way off to the side all the way over on the left, which I thought was going to bother me. But once the movie started going, I was like, oh, it's fine. I'm just watching a movie. Oh, yeah. You got caught up in the film. I did. I did get caught up in the film. Uh, remember that time that we saw uh, Captain America Winter Soldier? Yeah. Front in row. In the very, very front row. Of, like, an enormous screen. Yeah. Yeah, pretty far to the right as well, <laughs> if, if I recall correctly. This is, we were seeing it at a screening before it was, like, coming out. Right? Yeah, you should get discount. Like, those should be discount seats. Yeah, those like, should be Like, cheaper. partial view seats yes, in, like, ob- theater or something. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what do you, uh, where do you like to see uh, live theater? Where do you like to be for that? Uh, middle mezzanine? Or center orchestra. Center orchestra is is pretty. Perfect. But isn't that yeah? Isn't, isn't that basically like yeah? Like where, where anybody can you spend wants the most to see money. It? Yeah, <laughs> where like anybody would want to see it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. I usually because uh, live theater can be expensive, um, especially if it's like musical theater. Um, usually end up in the balcony somewhere. Sure. Um, we saw uh, Dear Evan Hansen a couple weeks ago, and. Um, you know, we're in the second balcony, way in the back. Um, and at that point, it's almost like it looks like someone's putting on a puppet show, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, like, you know people are doing some impressive dance moves down there um, and singing their hearts out. But you're like, why am I here? <laughs> it was good. I don't mean to imply that Dear Evan Hansen was not good or not a good experience. It was both good and a good experience. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think you covered all your bases thank you, in thank case you, somebody thank you. <laughs> was listening to this. <laughs> Uh, associated and, with the production, they wanted to get, or or like a a friend of mine that I, I went with and was like, oh, so you didn't like our tickets? Oh, sure, huh? yeah, yeah. Um, very much appreciative of that. Airplanes, mm, aisle seat or window seat? I feel like those are the two prime choices. Right. I mean, I like sitting. And I, th- I don't think this is uh, a bold thing to say, but the like front where you know there is there's no like seat back in front of you. Oh sure, um, that's nice. I like getting off the plane earlier. Mm-hmm. So like even if I'm not, uh, even if I'm not in like a an aisle or like a at a, uh, a dead, you sit in the middle. Yeah, if you can get off the if plane as fast off, as yeah, possible. Basically, I mean, of course, we both love to fly first class, and that's oh well, all we yes, ever fly. I mean, that's uh, I assume that we were only talking about <laughs> where we like to sit in first class. <laughs> well, I was picturing in my mind, you know, if I flew coach or something. <laughs> if if. <laughs> Um, what about, uh, do you, do you ever have like, um, public transportation days where you were taking like trains and buses a lot? Um, has that been a part of your life? No, not a ton. Um, when I used to commute on the, uh, L in Chicago, I used to 
go for um, as close to the front or back of uh, a, an individual train car as I possibly could, and then would also usually try to get on um, whichever part of the train. Um, like I would, I would anticipate where I was getting off, and like know where on that train I should be to get off, like off the platform as quickly as possible. I don't know why I did this sort of maximizing, <laughs> but I just did it. You just kind of like start doing things like that once you get into a routine. Yeah, you're trying to like reduce friction as much as possible, even though it's maybe saving you. 30 seconds yeah i mean there is just something like nice about knowing that like you know it best and like there are other people here doing it too but not as good as you <laughs> are we insufferable i think so <laughs> what about uh in like your living room growing up was there a, a seat that you had were you protective of where you would sit no not really but i had a lot of sit si- well well i, I guess, guess we will never we'll know never know for sure what mark has a lot of uh uh, we were accompanied today by the Sinfonica Conservatorio Nacional uh, Quito, Ecuador. Uh, so thank you to those guys. All right, Mark, let's get into the news. The most recent Legend of Zelda concert series k- kicked off in Japan last week. And as part of the inaugural concert, uh, Zelda series producer... How did, I always get this name wrong. A.G. Uh, A.G. Aonuma made an appearance and teased the audience during his remarks, reportedly saying, we know what you are thinking, Skyward Sword on Switch, right? This apparently was met with cheers and rapturous applause from the audience. Oh, okay, I mean, what? what's the context yeah, under unknown. which he says, Completely we unknown. know what you're thinking? <laughs> I like to think that that's all he said. Just like just came out on, out on stage, stage everybody said, was like clapping. You, you know what this means. Wait, I am here. Uh huh. Waited for the applause to die down, and then quietly whispered into the microphone. We know what you are thinking. Skyward Sword oh, on a, Switch, uh, right? We should turn this into like an ASMR podcast. Why not? It's kind of a loose one, right? <laughs> right now, I'm not really sure why. We're both feeling goofy. I yeah. think. Um, what, 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 what do you think about this, Mark? What is he just, uh, just talking for the sake of talking? Is, does he know that just like opening his mouth turns him into like the ultimate Nintendo troll? Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I do kind of, it feels like to me based on almost no information that this is a joke, (laughs) right? Because when at any point Mm -hmm. has Nintendo before it's like officially been announced been like, Hey, here's a thing that we're working on. Or, or even like, hey, here's. I mean, it's, it's just, it's weird for him to be like, it's a thing that I think you want. <laughs> I mean, it's not even really like uh, Reggie wearing a uh, like Metroid pin or like something, a Metroid pin right. or like a, a Mother Three shirt or something. Like, uh, I don't. Is this do maybe my read on it is wrong, but is this something Nintendo fans are asking for? Uh, like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Well, especially because. It seems like Skyward Sword would take a lot of work because of the like one to one motion plus uh, combat. Right. Yeah, probably. I mean, it is also in standard definition, so like it would take a lot uh, graphically to bring it back up or to bring it up to. I mean, uh, but, current you know, graphical standards. They did that for uh, Wind Waker, though. So a- and, and for, for Twilight, Twilight Princess. Princess. So it wouldn't be like unheard of. It wouldn't be unheard of, but I I do feel like there are a lot of uh, like weird little uh, shortcuts that they took in Skyward Sword to make the like standard definition look okay in a high definition world. Um, 
like that the contrast in that game is really high or low, whichever one makes it look fuzzier. Um, and like everything is super bright, um, which gives it sort of like a painterly look. Um, but like, I, I don't, it, they were doing that to make it fuzzier to like obscure the fact that it was uh, in like standard definition. And if you just take all of those assets and treat them the same way, but then they're in high definite, like I just, I feel like there's a lot of just like fundamental design work that would go into uh, revamping this thing for the Switch. Yeah, the one thing I will say, maybe in its favor, is the fact that I think Skyward Sword is now maybe the only uh, like console Zelda game that you have to have the original hardware to play. Oh, that's interesting. Well, uh, I mean, you could play it on Wii U, of course. That's true. Um, I think, I guess, like a modern console. Right? Because, yeah. like, everything else is available either on, like, the Classic Edition retro consoles or the Switch 3DS. or, like, the I 3DS. Mean, well, but the they're actually the only Zelda game available on the 3DS is Breath of the Wild. You mean on the Switch? Yes. Sorry, what did I say? <laughs> the 3DS. Yeah. But no, no, no. But you can play The Legend of Zelda on Oh, yeah. Great the, point. Great yeah. point. You got me. <laughs> um, and The Legend of Zelda SP. You're right. Uh, um, but, it, you know, if you want to play uh, Wind Waker or Twilight Princess, you've got to go to the, oh, sure. to the Wii U yeah, for that. Oh, sure. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Um, but, yeah, it does, seem, it does seem like there should be a way to play Skyward. Skyward Sword is, like, the one game that is... Uh, cannot be played in high definition or on a like handheld console. So it does seem like maybe it's uh, maybe it's due. Maybe it's time. I still think it's a joke. I think it's his. I think you're probably. I right. think it's uh, Aonuma's like version of how's everybody doing tonight? And then they clap and he's like, I can't hear you. I think that it's like his version of that. <laughs> My roommate Taylor and I used to have a joke where uh, like a band would come out on stage and instead of like asking the whole audience to to cheer, they would just direct their um their hype to him directly and so they just be like all right taylor make some noise <laughs> and then taylor would go Woo! <laughs> here's one one more thing that i will say about uh skyward sword it is uh very much the anti breath of the wild right um breath of the wild is super wide open and uh skyward sword is linear to a crazy fault um and you know guides you through what is basically one dungeon stitched onto the end of another dungeon and so on until it's done um and so it could be a nice like companion piece for breath of the wild it just like here is a here is the other way that zelda used to be and something that is very much not what breath of the wild is even still i think you're right i think it's a joke mario tennis aces is adding three new characters early next year luma one of the little like star things i guess lumas they're called lumas <laughs> uh from super mario galaxy mm -hmm. pauline from super mario odyssey and boom boom right boom boom how did that character break out by the way oh, boom boom from super mario brothers 3 yeah right? uh-huh where he's like in all of each of the like at the end of every like castle fortress thing um and then like he's just everywhere now Right. Well, and then he was in the like this iteration is mm -hmm. the new Super Mario Brothers design. Yeah, but I would say that this character design hasn't really changed in 30 years. Yeah, that's fair. Um 
I like Luma. I like uh, Pauline. I think these are good additions to this game. Also, Super Mario Odyssey added a Santa outfit, including a Santa hat and an 8-bit Mario cap. Uh, those are available now for like 9,999 coins. The 8-bit Mario cap gives Mario an 8-bit look. Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, I unlocked this cap over the, the weekend. Uh-huh. Um, it did not take me very long. It took me maybe like half an hour, 45 minutes of farming coins in Luigi's Balloon World because I wanted this 8-bit cap. Um, you don't need another piece of, uh, you don't need like a clothing part, just the cap. And you put it on and Mario basically becomes the um, 8-bit Mario amiibo, right? From like the, the like Mario classic 30th anniversary, whatever it is. Um, and he doesn't get animated. Like, it's just Mario in that pose. Oh, very, that's and really so, funny. Like, you're running around, and, like, you know, he'll, like, tilt as he's, like, running uh, up uh, hillsides, and, like, when he's rolling, it'll roll, but, like, the legs don't move, <laughs> and, like, it, his is he arm doesn't move. dimensional? Like, is he, uh, or is he, like, Paper Mario? Like, he's flat. No, no, no. He, he takes up uh, physical space. Oh, all, so he is, like, the Amiibo, then. He's yeah. almost exactly, like, they took the Amiibo off of that little, like, stand, and just, like, Put him in the, like, just replace the, the polygons. Because it was just a hat, I wasn't sure if, like, whatever costume you're wearing, Mm-mm. okay, it's always the, that, like, classic 8-bit yeah. look. Um, and it's very funny. Um, I did a, I took some pictures with it, posted them on Twitter this weekend. Um, I, I love it. And anytime that uh, something dumb like this drives me back to Super Mario Odyssey, I'm happy that it did. And I have renewed faith in the everlasting joys of Luigi's Balloon World. It will always be fun to me. And like, you know, it there it he runs specials. He Luigi does <laughs> run specials where he's like, oh, you'll get extra coins if you go to this kingdom uh, for the next hour. Oh, um, so you go there and you're you're gonna get those bonuses, and you start to learn where people are hiding things. Um, and you know, when you're picking which balloon you're gonna go after you can see how far away it is and like in what direction it is. So you start to be like, okay, well, if it's pointing that way and it's about 300 Mario yards or whatever, Mario meters, um, you can guess like, ah, I know where that one is. I know that's an easy one for me to get. I'm just going to go do it. Um, and just like building that, you can, and like really focusing on how all of that works, you can get so many coins so fast and get all of these bonus outfits really quickly. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I really want to get that santa outfit uh yeah i would like to as well i currently have zero coins <laughs> uh here's just a fun nintendo as a business tidbit hmm. in an interview with yahoo finance nintendo of, um, yahoo! <laughs> nintendo of america president reggie fils noted that in the holiday shopping period which he denoted as october november and december nintendo of america does about 60 percent of its yearly revenue 60 percent two-thirds ish <laughs> uh, three-fifths uh, the thing that i think is kind of interesting about it, it it makes sense like this is not super uncommon in retail yeah uh when i worked at a bookstore we did like three-fourths of our business for the year during the holiday period yeah i mean i always remember hearing those uh statistics that like 90 percent of you know retailers do or retailers do 90 percent of their business from black friday to the end of the year which makes sense you know we spend a lot of money on gifts for ourselves possibly for each other <laughs> around the holidays so I, I i get it i also think like nintendo for whatever reason and uh reggie kind of talks about this in the interview a little bit is like nintendo really is something that 
it's big during the holidays. Like in Japan, like Nintendo sales just explode. And I think that's true around the world. For whatever reason, more than like Sony's consoles or Xbox consoles, um, Nintendo is like in the gift giving yeah, um, sure. ether. I mean, I think just that people are like, well, yeah, I, I wonder if like Nintendo has fans of all ages, right? And that like the older dudes like us are picking up Nintendo products right away because we're like lifelong Nintendo diehards. Um, and then like a holiday comes along and we're like, oh, I know a great thing that I could give to um, anyone in my life. Uh, I can give someone a 2DS. I can give someone a Switch um, and just know that that's going to be something that anyone can be excited about. I think it, I think it makes a good gift. I think that's smart. Um, I read something somewhere and I don't really know what the whole context is i'm currently on nintendolife.com um but pokemon let's go uh ev and pikachu was the fourth best-selling product on black friday oh it's according to u.s report fourth best-selling product best-selling product number one is laptops like this is how broad (laughs) of categories we're talking about here number four best-selling is pokemon let's go it shipped uh, i didn't put this in here but pokemon let's go shipped like or sold 3 million copies in its first three days or something like that. Way to go, Pokemon. Way to be successful. Uh, yeah, always, always fun to root for the underdog, right? <laughs> uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate has leaked. Oh, no. What does that mean? It's leaked. <laughs> okay, so copies are out in the wild, mm-hmm. um, which means its full contents are being dumped online, and the game is being data mined for previously unknown tidbits. Uh... So I've been seeing some of people being like, hey, look out, spoilers Mm -hmm. for Smash Brothers are all over the internet. Um, What does that mean to you? Spoilers for Smash Brothers. I'm I'm not sure. I don't, uh, maybe I guess like details about the, um, what is it called? World of Light. World of Light. I was going to say Ray of Light, but no, that's just a banging Madonna song. (laughs) Um, And you can spoil that for me all you want, honey. I'm still going to love it. You can't spoil it. It's unspoilable. Uh, yeah, so I don't know, like, World of Light, maybe there's music or something, stages we didn't know about. Yeah. I I don't know that you can really spoil Smash Brothers for me. I know, especially when Nintendo goes out of their way to, like, detail everything that's going to be in the game. Yeah. That's what the whole, like, website is about. That's what, like, three different directs are about. Come on. But that being said, uh, Ultimate comes out in, like, two weeks, so we're we're not going to be talking about any of the specific revelations or anything but know that if you're spoiler adverse the internet is less safe than ever right but also the internet is pretty unsafe really you could be scammed by anyone on the internet so always be vigilant <laughs> don't just worry about smash spoilers yeah that's I'm right <laughs> i mean do that too if you want to of course speaking of smash brothers ultimate in a hype video released last week uh nintendo confirmed that ultimate is the most pre-ordered smash brothers game of all time and the most pre-ordered switch game uh i find the first of those statistics to be unremarkable yeah because you're like it yeah it's the first one with like an e-shop yeah exactly uh preload i mean i guess the wii u and 3ds uh there they were on the e-shop and probably preloadable so maybe it is remarkable i don't but also like who had a wii u and who i had a wii u i know i know but like other than you who had a wii u and uh the 3ds like how many Nintendo's digital sales have, like, eShop sales have always lagged behind, yeah, like, everyone uh, else's. Everyone else's. And mm-hmm. they are, they've grown exponentially since the Switch was released for good reason. Um, because, like, the store is 
functional usable yeah 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 the, like the uh the store on the 3ds man that's the only way i buy 3ds games but it is not intuitive it is not it is so hard to search that thing it's really hard to search and th- everything is a tiny little square yeah you're trying to like figure out is this the demo is this the full thing you have to click in to do it um anyways again good for smash brothers mm-hmm. we're rooting for you uh, also, in an interview with Game Informer, Smash series director Masahiro Sakurai mentioned something I had never really considered before. Um, he brought up that each Smash game is kind of a miracle. He considers it a miracle since each entry requires cooperation from all of the different IP owners. I had never really thought about it before. I guess I just took it for granted that it was like, oh, once Sonic is in the series that when they're making a new Smash game, it's just like, of course Sonic is going to be in it again. Sure, but that, that's not true. That they can just call uh, Sega and be like, hey, you still down? And they're like, yeah, whatever. Right, but I'm sure like every time there are like negotiations that have yeah. to be made and everything. So it is kind of a miracle that, uh, you know, when they were like, everybody's uh, like here for Ultimate, and it's like every character ever. That's kind of like, yeah, that's what you expect from a Smash Mothers game. Not really appreciating the amount of work that must go into something like that i also wonder if maybe we like discount how easy it is or like we assume it is very easy for them to get like fire emblem characters and pokemon like those are those are companies that are owned by nintendo at least partially partially intelligent systems and uh the pokemon company i mean the pokemon company isn't owned by nintendo right no, the <laughs> you no, can you can break this down for me. The the po- okay, so Game Freak, the developer, right? Um, I don't think is owned by Nintendo. Like, I don't think they own any part of it. Right. I don't think Nintendo owns any part of Game Freak. Uh, they Nintendo does own part of the Pokemon Company, which Game Freak also par- owns a part of. Okay, so there's a lot going on here. Yeah, and I think that w- when we're just like, ah, you know, just throw in seven more Fire Emblem characters or like a million more Pokemon, th- I feel like that may actually be a bigger deal than we are than we like give it credit for being. Or like getting these uh, Castlevania characters. Sure, that's huge, right? Because like yeah. Konami isn't really doing anything these days. They're making pachinko machines. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, I just thought that was kind of cool. Um, the Japanese Tamagotchi website has officially confirmed the existence of an EV Tamagotchi. Oh my god. This marks the first ever Pokemon to appear as a Tamagotchi. EV can be raised and evolved into any of its eight forms. So far, there's only a release date for Japan, January 26, 2019. Comes in two different versions. Um, I Love You EV and Colorful Friends. Each one costs 2,300 yen or about $20. Uh, no word on a release outside of Japan. Uh, do you think this would be a compelling product outside of Japan? I don't know how much traction Tamagotchis have anymore. Did were are Tamagotchis still popular in Japan? Uh, presumably enough, enough to, to to get an Eevee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, we, we just said right that Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu are selling super well maybe people don't need like yet another way to travel around with their pokemon um but i don't know i i feel like it just takes like the right kind of tamagotchi for it to like be popular again who knows yeah uh okay so we promised we would keep you updated we did a solemn vow on the billy mitchell donkey kong alleged cheating scandal and this is us keeping that promise so quick recap mm-hmm. for anybody who is blissfully unaware as to what's going on. 
One, Billy Mitchell's not related to me, as far as I know. This is this is the first piece of information you need to know. You the need to sec- know. The second piece of information you need to know is find the movie King of Kong so you can uh, learn you about- context for who Billy Mitchell is. Yeah, exactly. Um, so earlier this year, he had some high scores removed from Twin Galaxies' website when it was discovered that he had been uh, one of the records he'd submitted had been had been suspected of being played on an emulator uh which is not a big deal like it it's just that if you are playing on an emulator and saying that you're playing on original arcade hardware right the question is why why are you doing that and he denied playing on an emulator right that's even though it was like proven somehow that he was so this past week he live streamed himself matching the scores that were thrown out um and playing on uh original arcade hardware i guess I don't know if it's original. That was me editorializing there. <laughs> uh, so anyways, yeah. Uh, he proved that he can do it. So I guess, hooray for Billy Mitchell. I mean, look, we know that Billy Mitchell is good at... Was this Donkey Kong or was this something else? This was Donkey Kong. Um, we know that Billy Mitchell is good at Donkey Kong, mm-hmm. right? No one's ever going to take that away from him. No. Um, but like... I don't know. Is is live streaming now like an accepted? It's an accepted form of like speedrunning records, right? Is you can uh, see that sort of stuff that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess just as far as is that does that seem satisfactory for Twin Galaxies? I uh, I don't I don't know. Maybe maybe it's maybe it was for him. Maybe it was just doing it for him. Maybe he doesn't care about Twin Galaxies. I mean, it seems like that's all Billy Mitchell ever does anything for <laughs> is for him. I. Uh, it's not the world record, though. He's actually not. Billy Mitchell's not the world record holder anymore. Mm. Robbie Lakeman holds the record, the world record of 1,247,700 points, which is about 200,000 more than uh, the score Mitchell recorded. So um, there you so, go. Well, that, and that's quite a bit higher than, than Mitchell recorded. Like, quite a bit. Yeah. Like, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. So keep trying, Billy. <laughs> we believe in you. Again, we, the NCS roots for the underdog. Uh, finally. Here's just this is just a fun fact. The Legend of <laughs> The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time turned 20 years old last Wednesday. Wow. Yeah, that's an old game. I was going to say it seems like yesterday, but it really doesn't. It doesn't. It feels like a long time ago. It feels ago. like a very long time ago. Um we've talked about this game uh, a couple times, right? Yeah, once or twice. Um and it always surprises me how early in the series the game actually is. Yeah, it's like the 5th Zelda game. Which is insanity. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that it goes back 20 years. I guess that, that's just where we are now. And it, it probably more than any other game before it, set the template for what Zelda is yes, or was in the minds of all of us for 15 years. Yeah, I mean, I think until so. Breath of the Wild came out. Yeah, I mean, and it's like it's tempting to say that Ocarina of Time was just like a, a 3D version of Link to the Past. Like it takes a lot of the same sort of like ideas and numbers and stuff and kind of represents them. But like the way it solidifies, like no, here these are the people of Hyrule, and like this is the Master Sword and all of this stuff. Like it, it yes, that is that is as you say the template. And so we've played that game a bunch of times. The Deku Tree. Just wanted to add that. Oh, because great. I mean, no, that that that's perfect. That's the Kokiri. Yeah. Which I don't think actually we see in any other game. <laughs> All right, Mark, let's get out of the news. Okay, that is going to do it for this episode of this show. 
this show, of course, being Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. All of that stuff helps us out tremendously. If you like this episode, please share it on wherever you share stuff, Facebook or Twitter. If you want to tag us in those things, I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers and Marcus at MKE Mitchell. And the show is at Nincart Society. That's on Twitter. And then on Facebook, we are just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Uh, it's easy to remember because it's our name. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape at Betty. If you like Ape at Betty's music, you can get more of it by going to apeatbetty.com, or you can listen right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying thanks for listening.